harness your inner power to boost your happiness and health. Hi guys, I'm Liv Prescott and this is my 530. Welcome to the 5.30 podcast. This week, we'll be joined by the lovely Liv Prescott, one of the UAE's first certified Wim Hof instructors, sound healer, and yoga teacher. We'll not only be talking about the physical and mental benefits of these practices, but also how Liv has made a huge jump from her previous steady career into the unknown of being an entrepreneur in the wellness world. Happy listening. Hi, Liv. Hi. Thank you so much for being with us today. I am just so happy and honoured to have you here as one of our guests. Thank you. I think let's just start with you just kicking us off and telling us how you first came to be in Dubai. So I moved to Dubai in 2014 and I was in a bit of a bad place in London with work. I was working property, so I did estate management at university. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to work in kind of business some way, shape or form. My brother did estate management, my eldest brother, seemed to really enjoy it. And I knew I wanted to go to university kind of in like Newcastle or Leeds, somewhere not too far from where I was. And I thought, I'll do the estate management course. So that was a commercial surveying degree Um, I mean, looking back, like I didn't really exactly enjoy the degree. It was more (laughs) like enjoying the uni experience. Um, I mean, I had like the best years of my life as most people do at uni. Um, and yeah, so then I did the commercial surveying route. After you graduate, you're meant to then do another two years qualification in something called your APC. And like a year in to that, it was getting really intense. I quickly realized this is not the route for me. Like I did it at uni, kind of ticked that box. Mm -hmm. But then I think to go into like a long-term professional career with it and do another, essentially like another degree, I just thought, no, I need to listen um, and look at something else. So then I went down the residential property route Um, and was working in property, like sales, lettings. Um, And it was fun, like to a certain extent. Like I loved the kind of like the team morale and that kind of energy you get from working with people. Um, But yeah, then I was just having a really bad time with it all. And my, one of my brothers was living in Dubai and visited him, went on holiday, loved it and just thought, I was 26 and I thought, why not? Like just experience this. I thought it was going to be for six months. Like that was my time. Like most people say a year. I was like, no, I'm just going to pop over for six months. Did you have a job lined up? No, no job. Just let's do it. Let's just give something a try because I was so unhappy in that job in London. And came out here, was very lucky. I, I kind of feel I'm not a big worrier generally in life like I always kind of feel things will work out that's kind of a natural like optimistic mm-hmm. where does that come from perspective I've had I don't know I think my whole family are quite 
like that. <laughs> Knowing <laughs> you your know brothers, that. yeah. <laughs> say that. Um, my agree. mum and dad are generally quite like that. And that's just kind of, yeah, how we've been brought up. And yeah, I would say probably just from my family, really, and the upbringing and um, their outlooks and, yeah, just that kind of vibe. And so came out here. I was really lucky. One of my friends met a girl on a night out and said, oh, my, because I moved out here with one of my best friends from school. And she was out here for a few weeks before me and she was kind of doing a bit of groundwork. Like, if I hear of anything for you, like, obviously I'll put your name forward. And she did, like, on a night out. <laughs> she met this girl and said, we're looking for someone in um, travel. And Joe said to me, like, you love travel. Like, I did a whole year out just before I went to uni when I was 18. Um, and, like, the next week, so I landed, and the next week I was working. That's amazing. So I was like, okay, thank you, universe. Um, this wasn't when I was spiritual or anything. At all, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's worked out. Um, and, yeah, it was, like... Just really enjoying the Dubai life in probably a bit too much, as most people do when they first move out here. That's cool. When like I was here on a holiday, when I thought about yeah. like, okay, if I'm on my fourth day, I was like, I'm gonna work here. I'm gonna do yes. whatever it takes to stay here for a while. Yeah, and uh, that's nice being carefree, having that mentality, and also you're young, you're allowed to take risks. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's true. That's what I love about Dubai. You're just, you yeah. just get mesmerized and you're just like, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, you do. And you kind of, I think you see so many other people doing it. What had led your brother to come here? He, I mean, he's been on and off here for maybe like 16 years, I think. He moved out here quite soon after uni wow. with a couple of friends. The and OG. The OGs. So he's seen so much change. And He's had a few different jobs, again, like with property and some other stuff. So I think seeing that he could just do it so easily and then seeing his lifestyle here, it mm -hmm. didn't seem like a huge, um, like, feat. It was kind of like, oh, this is quite an easy yeah. kind of, like, transition, I think, really. Um, especially getting the job so yeah. quickly like I did. It's quite then, yeah, it's also cool. Like back then, it was like word of mouth. That's like the king because you, yes. there's no LinkedIn, there's no yeah. or whatever. These websites and everybody yeah. was just like sending your CV to a person or a common friend. Yeah, and it I was think, all like who yeah. you knew. Yeah, yeah. The human connection worked perfectly back then. Exactly. Maybe now, but it's yeah, much more there's like a lot of that. Yeah. What yeah, did you love the most about that first job that you had here? Oh, so that's been my first and only job for like the whole, nearly the whole entire time I've been here since last year. So I did love the job so much. So it was more than just a travel company. It was, um, it's a social enterprise. So the company goes to really rural remote locations in Africa, Asia, and South America, um, speaks with like the chief of villages and works out if they would like regular volunteers um, to be infiltrating their village and their communities. Um, and then we work on long-term sustainable community initiatives. So health, education, water, whatever it is that that community needs. So it's amazing. It's like the only company in the world that actually buys and owns the land wow. and then fills, fills it with volunteers throughout the whole year. Cause most companies you'll just kind of dip in and out uh -huh, yeah. and the community won't see you again. Um, so it was amazing. That's what I loved 
everything about what the companies stood for. And I was so lucky. I got get to I got to travel for the summer months because we worked with all the schools in Dubai. So obviously they don't travel during the summer. Mm-hmm. So the kids traveled during like September and June. And then when during the quiet season for our team on ground, we got to go and actually help out in Africa and Asia. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, these like are life changing experiences. Like Kenya is probably my most favorite country in the world. Just the people, the love, the connection, the soul. It's, it's so warm, like, and enriching when you go there. How much time would you spend there on any given trip? Between kind of two to six weeks. Really? Quite a long time. Yeah. Was it quite hard to like transition back into the glitz and yes. glamour of the Dubai lifestyle? Yeah, it was. It was actually. Um, and then I've noticed after like a few years of being here, I was kind of questioning everything. Like, do I even enjoy living in Dubai? Like, it is very glitz and glam and pretentious. And I started to realize. Yeah, me going to these amazing countries and seeing everyone like living such amazing, like basic lives, just close to nature and really happy, um, kind of made me reevaluate stuff quite a lot. Um, but something kept me in Dubai. Like I knew there was a lot of opportunities. I knew that I would never have got to travel half as much. Like I've been to Ecuador with camps. I've been to Cambodia, Borneo. Wow. Um, Thailand, not Thailand with camps, but Tanzania, um, Kenya, I've climbed Kilimanjaro. So like loads of different amazing opportunities with this company. So I'm forever grateful. It's given me a whole new outlook on life that most people wouldn't get to do so regularly Um, and make amazing relationships with people in these really remote rural communities. So It's amazing that travel makes you humble. Exactly. It's just so much because these guys have so little. Yeah. But then it's like enough for them. Yeah. We've got everything that we need need in here. And we're still like complaining about our ACs and our cars and the shoes we wear. (laughs) You know, it's just like. uh, Yeah. Kind of puts the perspective back into life. What's your most like memorable trip that you've ever encountered? Oh, I would say it was probably a time in Kenya just because I don't know something about their energy and their soul. Um, And it is just literally the simplest of things like Mm -hmm. being out in camp, waking up with sunrise, um, living just really kind of basic and just interacting with the community and like bring your speaker to the local little kids (laughs) and then just like... Yeah, dancing around and like, but that's the thing. They're just full of the life and the energy. They love it. The basic Mm. primitive experience. Yes, exactly. And uh, and after that stint, um, what what propelled you into what you're doing now? Yeah. So, I mean, God, I've made the biggest U-turn, which I can hand on heart say I never saw coming. So this was start of 2020 when COVID hadn't hit yet. So it was like Feb. And I'd just been in Nepal actually, um, maybe in December. Cool. And it's very spiritual over there. So I'd been practicing yoga for about three years and I was just really into it. And 
it was giving me this amazing like peace of mind and clarity and also like a lot of physical benefits, strength and flexibility. And how many times a joint week health. were you, would you have been practicing at that stage? I must have been practicing yoga at least three times a week. Okay. But still seeing like times really like amazing benefits from it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, but yoga is more than just the physical practice, which what everyone thinks it is. It's more about the union of the mind and the body and the breath. So, but I, at the time was just doing it for the physical benefits really. But, and then along came all of the mental health stuff, like peace of mind and clarity and focus and calm and less anxiety. But then also I was working and realizing that something wasn't right. I was going into the office all the time with a lot of resistance and yeah. I didn't understand what it was. Um, so I kind of just put it to the back of my mind. I didn't ha honestly have no idea what else I wanted to do. I've been in this job for very, very eight years. I've done property so long ago, like thinking maybe events management because I was leading the operations mm -hmm. team. So it's logistics, um, stuff like that. And then came back from Nepal feeling like really anxious and just did not want to go into the office. Like, why don't I not want to go into the office? And um, it was really overwhelming. And my partner, Tony, he was like, what is it that you enjoy? <laughs> like, was trying to kind of coax something out of me to like help me see it or help me gain some clarity. And I just felt really stupid. I was like, I just love yoga. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, that's a start. Like, <laughs> we can work with this. And it kind of just spiraled from there. I think just have vocalizing that. Um, so then I said, right, I'm going to, I need I need to turn my notice in. Like, I can't do this anymore. I was, it was so overwhelming, this feeling. It was, I, it's kind of this really strange feeling of, you knew that something was so wrong, but I had no idea how to resolve it. So the only peace of mind that I could get was me going to yoga, <laughs> like as simple as that sounded. Um, so I handed my notes in and, and said, I'm going to go and do my yoga training in India. And my CEO was like, no, don't do that. Go away, have a sabbatical and come back. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I get to design my own sabbatical. I was like, yeah, I can't really take that up. Um, give up that chance. So I did that. And um, he was adamant for me to leave in uh, March. And I was like, no, I have to go in February. Like, I know I have to go. He's like, you're not really giving much notice here. But I said, I've given you six weeks. Like, that is the minimum. And it turns out that if I didn't go at that point that I said I was going to go, and I wouldn't have gone the whole year because COVID hit whilst I was in India. So I got stuck in India. No way. No way. <laughs> During COVID, whilst this was all going on. And that just shows follow your gut. And I've lived by that. So like, I had no idea why I was so adamant I needed to go at that time. Like usually I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand that. That's fine. But I was like, no, I need to go now. And I think then it says a lot as well about the place that you were in when like the level of anxiety. Exactly. You just know you need to that's it. Make that break. 100%. So yeah, so then I was in India. I got stuck there for an extra three weeks. So I was in there for seven weeks in total, which to be honest was fine. So I was in like the Himalayas, like very zen. But also it was a bit scary because we couldn't leave the ashram. So you're kind of like going out of your mind a bit. It was very small. Mm -hmm. 
Um, also, you didn't know whether you were going to get food. Like, they were a bit worried. Like, can we go down to the market and get food for you? We don't know. So it was a bit of a strange time. Obviously, the whole world was like, what's going on? Um, but yeah, and then I couldn't get back into Dubai. So I went back to uh, home in the UK and stayed there for three months. So yeah, that's when the whole U-turn happened in 2020. And so you didn't go back after your sabbatical? Or you well, did? I actually did. Um, but I said, I'm, I'm going to go back part time because I think I need to follow this yoga route, which again, like I said before, I never thought I was going to teach yoga ever. I just, I don't know, like I ne- would have never believed I've been good enough or been able to do it or whatever, but, um, or that it was even my path or, but you, when you explore something, if something feels right, then if something makes you happy, do it. What does that teacher training involve? Are you doing it every, all hours of the day? Yeah. So it's literally, it's like from like six or seven in the morning um, until like six at night, seven at night. And you're, you're waking up. I mean, it kind of consists of yoga, meditation. um, You're learning philosophy, anatomy. um, Yeah, just amazing. Like obviously how to coach, how to teach. Um, alignment, everything that you would think. But I just, I loved it. I I did it for more personal development at the time. And most people do, to be honest, like probably 80% of the people there just said they were doing it for personal development and for spiritual growth. Um, So yeah, whether or not you actually want to go and teach after that, it's kind of, I think you make that decision maybe after the training. Um, How diverse was was the class? when you were there in terms of people yeah so it was 90% women and everyone was from all over the place um there were people from uh South America I think she was the furthest then there was Iceland um couple from the UK there's like Czech Republic France Germany yeah real total mix total mix um, and ages from maybe like 20 to 50s. So, yeah, that's, this is what I love about that's incredible. whenever I do trainings, because now that has opened the door to so much stuff. Like, yeah, it's that's what happens to everyone. Yoga opens mm-hmm. the door and then it leads you into so many different areas of wellness. Um, but that's what I've noticed with all my different trainings you you put like you put yourself in situations where you would never meet most of these people like with these backgrounds yeah. and everything and you're all just you kind of just realize like you're all just the same you're just connected with everyone like there's no hierarchy there's no um yeah judgment or anything it's just everyone supports each other and that's why I love this practice in this wellness world so much I'm not very good at like this whole hierarchy thing even when I was a manager I didn't really enjoy being a manager or making people feel like below me or I just think yeah everyone's got their own gift and their own purpose and has got the right to live it <laughs> so when you took this the leap of faith if, if you will mm. it, how did it go about for the first few months Talk us through the oh, process that you, that you went through. Yeah, so after I did my yoga training, that was 2020, I didn't really teach until I would say the end of the year. Like it took me a good 
six months or even to believe that I could teach. I was just like, I was at home teaching my dad. Like, <laughs> and he was like, you're brilliant. And I'd be like, oh, you're just saying that. <laughs> um, and then I think, again, I believe that things will happen organically and naturally. So for me, I was just so lucky. A friend that I knew said, I know this really amazing studio that's about to open. Um, and it's not like, it's not a big studio. They're like small, intimate classes. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to teach, then this would be a perfect like um, transition for you. And that's the thing. Like, I was like, wow, this is like kind of just landed on my plate before I've even like needed to ask anyone, like even really try. So this kind of landed on me. And then I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. <laughs> so this was just going on and on and on. And that first few months was just imposter syndrome to the max. Like I almost didn't enjoy it because I was like, <laughs> just feeling really out of my comfort zone. It, this was so new, like, I'm not good enough. Like, what if people come to my classes and they're actually more experienced than me? Like, maybe they've been doing it for 10 years or... But you just have to get this these voices out of your head. And that was... That's the biggest lesson I've learned along this whole thing. And, and also, just if you're... All you're looking to do is give your best and give the best experience for your students. They're just there for themselves. They're not mm -hmm. judging what you're doing. Yoga is very much a personal practice. And that's why so many people say to me, oh, I, I wouldn't go to yoga because I'm not, I'm not flexible or I'm not very good. Because they probably feel like in a class you're maybe being judged or like you're going to be around loads of other people who are going to be doing it for years and they're really flexible and stuff. But no one notices like anyone else in the room, especially in yoga. Like everything is literally and you're being guided to feel into every single pose and every single move and every single sensation and every single breath. It's all about just feeling and coming back into the body. So that's why it's so powerful in terms of a meditation because you're out of the external world. You don't have time to be thinking about the external world. You're just in this present moment of feeling. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was the first few months. It was really difficult and I was questioning everything. I was like, Oh God, like, I don't think I've done the right thing. <laughs> smiling through it, like, yeah, <laughs> like, it'll get easier. And I just had that belief in the back of my head. That's cool. I think it, it's, mm. it also has something to do with your personality and what you believe in. You just yes. always follow your guts. Yeah. And, and I'm just like curious about, I'm curious to know <laughs> about the, the, the mental thing is completely different, right? Your personal mm. um, battles are completely different. What about like the financial side? Yeah, so I've been full-time at teaching now for since last summer. So I think it was maybe like July and August. But I was doing like a year um, part-time. So I was kind of juggling my previous job and also teaching. So I was kind of figuring out the financial side of it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, how how much do I think I could earn? Like, what, what kind of hours do I think I would have to work? And things like that. And I think for me, I've diversified uh -huh. my offerings so much since I did my yoga training. So it's not just yoga for me. So I now am Wim Hof um, certified. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you went so to, uh, is it Finland or um, Norway? 
I went to the retreat with Wim in the Netherlands. Okay. And that was what changed my life and what made me realize, okay, yeah, this is another path I want to take now. Um, and then just last month, I trained in Spain. That was completing my um, instructor certification. That's incredible. We have to hear about this. Like, what does that retreat involve? I'm like, uh, yeah. Wow. In what ways? Like, tell us everything. Oh, God. Being okay. with a man. Yeah. A myth, so, the legend. <laughs> being trained by him. Wim Dog. So He's cool. a very special man. Like this guy. So he actually isn't at the instructor training. He was at the um, retreats that I did. And mm -hmm. these were two-day retreats. And he's just like bouncing around like high on life. How old like, is he? He's 65, but his energy is like in, in, in his twenties because he, he's tapped into all of his own chemistry and he understands how his body can work. So he's, he's primed his body so much to work at an optimal state. And obviously his mindset is just crazy, crazy strong. Like he's done like 26 world records yeah. on Everest <laughs> in his shorts, like Kilimanjaro in 19 hours. Like, <laughs> How do you do these things? Like hung from a hot air balloon with one finger. Like no way. Mad. Really? He's crazy. You you gotta watch some yeah. of his videos. Have you seen his documentary? Yeah, I watched it. And yeah. I also like I first uh, knew about him um on Yes Theories like Iceman video. Yeah. How amazing is that? Exactly. Oh my god, like and he is exactly that energy. And wow. he's just a com pure comedian and he made me realize like doesn't matter what age you are, like you've got to be like still childlike and funny and not take life seriously because that's kind of what happens, I think, with a lot of people generally. The older you get, the more stress you experience and you're worrying about financials and job and family and stuff like that. And he's just kind of like, guys, we're here for a very short space of time. Just feel good, feel happy like live like to your best kind of best life really um so yeah that experience was wild with him I mean it was during COVID and he was just like saying we're gonna have a revolution it's all about nature and like it's all within yourself you don't need to rely on any external like obviously there's a time and place for medication but also mm -hmm. he wants to in like he wants to light everyone up in their own inner power that's what it's all about like we have so much within us, which is untapped. And once you know the tools, how to get there, you can transform your health and physically and mentally. And that's what I experienced through practicing this for three years now. It's got rid of my, I suffered from like extreme respiratory issues. And that's kind of like, I feel it's really weird. The universe has kind of taken me mm -hmm. My mum said when I was born, apparently I was like barking like a dog and they were saying like she's going to have, pro have like problems with her lungs. And so I was getting bronchitis just over and over and over again. Like I can remember being at university once lying on my bed thinking I might have to call an ambulance here. I'm like struggling to breathe so much. And if you've ever experienced struggling to breathe like that is one of the scariest things because obviously <laughs> your breath mm -hmm. keeps you alive. So I, yeah, I'd always have inhalers and steroid, like medication, everything like that. And since I've practiced the breath work, nothing. Like, what is that? Is that just because there's so much like stale oxygen or like, where does that yeah. even, what does that do in the body? And So what you're doing is when you're understanding how you're breathing, you realize that 
you're potentially not using your respiratory system to its full potential. And there's actually studies that come out now that are showing out of so many different factors, so um, like genetic factors, um, sleep, uh, nutrition, um, kind of movement, all these different factors that kind of influence your health. There's studies that now show it's actually the... Um, what's it called? It's the lung capacity is actually going to affect how long you live over anything. And mm-hmm. you can see it with mammals, with animals. Um, animals that breathe the slowest, they live the longest. So it's kind of like that to me is just so powerful because it just shows your breath is what's keeping you alive. It's what transports your oxygen around the body. So if you can master that, you're going to feel better. And it, you can do just short breathing practices and you'll notice within two, three minutes, you can change your mental and physical state from being stressed to relaxed or being super fatigued to focus. This is why I do breath work every single morning. It puts me in that state of like just calmness, but alertness. I do that a lot, like especially with the, with the new features of the iPhone. Yeah. Because it just helps like they? to breathe like it, it, it reminds you when to do like the, the breath work. Like it literally tells you and vibrates. Oh, like, that's amazing. Okay, breathe now. Like in three, two, one. <laughs> and then it's going to tell you to like inhale for like 15 seconds. And then immediately if you're feeling stressed or something, it just goes away. Yeah. It is. It's, it's literally yeah. just science. It's I, mm-hmm. I think people look at it and think, oh, God, well, breath, it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can breathe on my own. Like that's fine. And yeah, that's amazing. But. It's like anything, if you if you know a little bit more about it and it's free, then mm-hmm. why not just just give it a go? If you if you know it can make you feel better in such short few moments of time with yeah. zero side effects, like just give it a go. Even with sports, like breathing is very yes. important and one of the most important Hugely things. Hugely important. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah, I run a lot, but I know I breathe in and out of my mouth a lot when I'm right. running. So f- I've just started running with just my nose breathing, nasal breathing. So just give it a try. Like maybe just do one minute nasal breathing and then mouth breathing and just introduce it like that. And you'll start to notice you feel a lot more calm throughout the entire run. Your heart rate isn't um, increased as much. It normalizes, yeah. Exactly. And then you have more energy. I'll report back, guys. Yeah, (laughs) even just with the Wim Hof breath work. Like you can hold your breath for two minutes just off the bat. I mean, you've been to one of my sessions. Like first I've time, never done it. I'm you need to do it. Curious, like, We're I need go to and do, do it. some ice baths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we will do it for sure. I'll do it this time now. Amazing. I've done it in Iceland. Normally, ah, yeah, I travel cool. to Iceland a lot, and yeah. we've done it in there. It's just super cold. Yeah, I, think I lasted for like 10, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, and then get back up. <laughs> it's just too cold. Have you found that since you've grown like your yoga community and obviously mm. now you teach in different studios across yeah. the city, met loads of people along the way since you've been on this journey, have they transitioned into the ice bath community with you or you're getting yes. new people yeah. from different walks of life? That's a good question. It's kind of a bit of both, really. Um, I Because I also teach sound healing, meditation, and that's really... Um, it's kind of like, it's a beautiful way to release. So a lot of people get quite emotional after the sessions and they want to understand a bit more of what's gone on. And all of these methods that I'm, 
like talking about and um, coaching people with. They're all just about relaxing the person and getting deeper into their nervous system. And by doing that, that's when the body can access the deep um, repair and rejuvenation techniques and remove blockages that sometimes have been suppressed in there for a very, very long time. Like emotional traumas and things like this? Exactly. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is what breathwork does. It's one of those powerful things of breathwork and also sound healing. So when the body is in like an ultimate um, state of surrender, that's the perfect environment for the body to feel safe to release and let go. So a lot of people say like they can experience deep, deep release that it's kind of been like bothering them for 10, 20 years, but they didn't even really know it's been bothering them. But then when you go into these like these holistic practices, it helps them kind of un unravel as, as, long, as well as like things like therapy and things, but things work for different people, don't they? So I say try try everything. And it's amazing that these are all backed by science now. Um, yeah. So sound healing as well. Like a few years ago, people were like, that's really Yeah, that used to sound what super is hippie. And, exactly. Yeah. But really, even if it's like just a deep relaxation that you need because you're highly stressed from your week and we're being bombarded with technology and everything's instant at the moment, isn't it? Like if you don't respond, you kind of like, oh God, I'm already behind. So it's kind of just a way for you to just let go of everything and just be in this blissful state for one hour. And if that's all you get from it, amazing. Because people leave feeling so good. But what I was going to say was a lot of people, if they have had like an emotional release or something, we end up having a really nice chat. And that's how I end up having really nice connections and um, relationships with my clients. And then I'll kind of explain what other stuff I do and then they always want to try like the ice bath because a lot of people are very standoffish about that although there is mm -hmm. an amazing momentum um growing for the like cold water exposure and the benefits about it and stuff still a lot of people are just kind of like no I would never try that but I just think why not like just try it like even if it's once you've got or, nothing to lose anyway yeah you've got nothing yeah. to lose and if if you trust someone that's leading it then that's kind of maybe a way to for them to experience it what do you love the most about the work that you're doing now i would definitely say it is i'm just getting to share what i'm so passionate about i think i've I just never thought I was, was going to be say, able to do that. When you left that old job and like yeah. then COVID hit and that just must have been quite stress. I don't know you're super relaxed and you know things are going to yeah. work out, but like still that must have been a really stressful time. Oh yeah, it was. It was really stressful. And fast forward only, what, a year? Yeah. It's amazing what you've done. I'm so, yeah, I'm just so grateful for all the opportunities. Like I say this all the time, like if there's one thing that you can do every day is just be grateful for just something because if you focus on gratitude you focus on what you do have rather than what you don't have and it just helps you to reduce any kind of fears and worries um so that's one thing I'm always I'm just so grateful for all the opportunities at the moment right I just feel like each month I don't know what's going to come my way the next month and that's what's so exciting about I think the job that I've got it's like before I was I'm just not made to go into an office every day. <laughs> if you could give some advice to someone who's listening to this that mm. maybe can relate in that they're super anxious or just really yeah. not enjoying their, their current job mm -hmm. and looking to do something else, what would that be? I would say 
explore what you what you really enjoy and just see if you can delve a little bit deeper into that and maybe it's not that that you want to do but just find something that makes you feel good and do more of it that's what I did I just I found yoga it made me feel good I did more of it and then I think that in itself do stuff for you more I think that's probably yeah the other piece of advice because before it was kind of like you would say yes to everything and maybe I didn't want to be going out all the time and didn't want to be doing certain things so I was doing more stuff for me like going to climb Kilimanjaro and just random challenges and things like that that were giving me kind of like clarity and just trust your gut that was that was one thing that I said at the start very important yeah trust your gut and lean into any opportunities and put push yourself out of your comfort zone um that is one thing that I'm just noticing I have to do like every single week every single month whatever it is um but that's where you get the growth like I've I literally have this voice in my head going why are you doing this like you can't do this like what are you doing now and but it's like you just do it and then you yeah learn so much you find out along the way exactly yeah Mm. don't overthink it that's another thing I love that it's It's incredibly inspiring honestly like the community that you've built Mm. the people that follow you and support you I just think it's amazing and it just goes to show like you just have to trust yourself yeah and when you're in that kind of situation it's not worth being unhappy for like the paycheck or you know the security of just having a stable job I mean obviously for some people I know Mm. it's not always the easiest thing to kind of be able to think about moving on to something else Mm. and not knowing what what's going to happen but I think, you know, you've worked so hard at what you're doing, but you're oh, obviously so clearly passionate about it. It's just really cool to witness it. And it's grown so quickly. I'm, I'm just That's amazed. incredible. That's oh, brilliant. That's you. incredible. Thank you. I'm very grateful. I really admire you for mm. pursuing your passion and leaving the comfort out the door. Yeah. And going on your own and building your own ladder mm. to wherever you yeah. want to be and it hasn't just been easy amazing. but it's it's definitely worth it if you do something that you love and enjoy whilst helping others then you can't really go wrong it's amazing that your name is Liv and you're living the dream oh, and she's on her instagram is live and breathe yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. and, you help, and you help people live to the fullest exactly that's, that's amazing looking to do. you're made for this you're born for it actually thanks very much for being on the podcast we absolutely enjoyed this and and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have to try an ice bath now I'm book you in <laughs> yes. just like it, I'm going to do it. thank we you will. so Amazing. much thank you so much to guys Five thirty is 100 organically handcrafted by chris dabu and sophie ryan you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and participate in Q&As on Spotify. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to 530 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or where awesome podcasts are available. This has been a 530 production.